We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 126. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. All right. What's going on over there? I'm just excited. We're back together again. I know. It's been a couple week layoff. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed our our annual meeting last night. Oh, it was. With some substance. (laughs) Something of substance. (laughs) That that poor cow died for a good cause. Oh, he did. Those are good ribeyes. You betcha. What's new and exciting? Anything? I just got an, a notification on Mixler that God Stories Radio is going live. Oh, All right. We is. are live. We're live. And in color. <laughs> and if you dialed in with us tonight, you've dialed into a good one. This is going to be great tonight. So what's going on over there, Fritz? Uh, you know, I'm working for the mouse. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely uh, may have to make a conscious decision every day of your life to who you're going to serve. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Because that's like walking into, uh, anyway. Yeah. But. Uh, You're not going to go there. No. No, but I, I I thank the Lord for the things that I'm learning there. Because I know that I'm there for a reason. Right. But there's some exciting things happening and uh, even happening for GSR. And uh, one of those exciting things is I want to do a shout out to Craig's Carpet Service. Yay, Craig! In Yay, Washington Craig's. State. Thank you, Craig. If, wanna... any, if anybody is in the Arlington, Washington Arlington. area, Arlington, Washington area, and they need something done with carpet, call Craig. That brother blessed us yet again. He yeah. pressed the button, and Craig, we we just thank you, brother. And uh, on a on a side note, we have been praying. Um, stepson. Yeah, for your stepson very heavily and we'll continue to pray and uh, make sure you that you keep us posted, Craig. Yes, Craig. And, and let us know every step of the way. I think you're on with us. Yeah, I see you. Shout out to Craig. Hey, Craig. In hey, Washington Craig. State, listening right now on the Mixler app. And we've got uh, two other folks listening. I can't see who you are, but welcome. You dialed into a good one tonight. Uh, we just appreciate you being here. I'm going to throw it over to Tina and see if you've got some shout outs. I do. I have some Facebook likes. All right. So let's give it up for Beulah Martin. Who Beulah. Clicked, Thank you, Beulah. Right. Click the thumbs up for us. Woo. And Dave Edwards. Thank you, Dave. Dave, thank David. you. Yep. And Augie Goff. Hey, we know that guy. Augie. Hey, brother. Love you, man. <laughs> Hope to be jamming out with you soon. Yeah. Can't wait to see you again, Augie. Amen. Amen and then to that. we have some new regions, too. They're actually states, again. Uh, so we have Utah. Yeah, Utah. All right, Utah. And then Louisiana. Louisiana. 
<laughs> Cajun. You betcha. And then Nevada. Nevada? Yeah. Nevada. Oh, wow. That's a new one. Aren't they getting well, like no, a they, big heat wave over there right now? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but these are just regions that uh, we were able to track. Uh, and I'm just taking them in order as they come. And uh, we still at 57 countries that we know of. It's fun to yeah. to hear the new states that are listening, you know? Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. But uh, we sure appreciate the, you know, the faithful. Absolutely. Absolutely. The few, the proud, right. faithful. And if you're listening to us on iHeart, just go over and do the follow. Follow God Stories Radio and iHeart. We'll love it. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. And how else can they get hold of us? They can get a hold of us at God Stories Radio at Gmail. We want your testimony. And uh, the testimony you're going to hear tonight, actually, they, he contacted us through uh, a guest that we had previously and uh, through God Stories Radio at Gmail. So that's the best way to get in touch with us. And you can also what, Mikey? Twit us. You can twit us on Twitter at God Stories Radio. And please like the Facebook page as well. You can follow things that are happening uh god stories radio facebook page and uh, follow us on iHeartRadio. that's probably the best way to follow us because you'll never miss an episode and we also have freedom freedom radio networks.com and it uh, runs 24 hours a day so if you're laying in bed at 3 a.m and you're missing mikey <laughs> you dial right in and these there <laughs> bringing hope and encouragement to the world 24 hours a day Mikey, right there. Really? In stereo, right behind me. It's running. <laughs> it really is. I think. So who's our guest today, hon? I'm very excited. I got a John Hacker over here with his lovely wife, Silvana. And they come to us uh, as friends of Soraya Coven. Yay. Who was on the show just Soraya. a couple Hi, weeks Soraya. back. Hope yes. you're listening. Soraya, we oh, love sure you. She is. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, thank you, Soraya. We appreciate you uh, sending this awesome couple our way. and uh, Keep on sending them. Yeah. <laughs> I asked John for a little bit of a bio just to tell me a little bit about himself, and he ended up sending the whole testimony and pictures <laughs> and everything. And this, this guy became family uh, just overnight, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So... I'm not really going to steal any of his thunder. I'm just looking forward to hearing what they have to say. So I'm going to turn it over to John Hacker. Hi. Hi. Hey, welcome, Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Um, first, I want to say to God, be the glory. It's not my thunder. It's his. Amen so to I that. just want to say Amen thank you to God. Um, um, I started when I was little. Um, I grew up in a church. My dad was a pastor, so I've always been around church my whole life. Right. One of those pastor kids. One well, pastor kids. PK. PK kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always shy and just never had really had that many friends. So I would always um, try to hang around people that I shouldn't and stuff like that. Um, probably between the age of seven and 10, I don't really remember the exact age because it was so long ago, and I don't know if I'm blocking it out maybe or something, but... I was molested by um, a guy close to our family. And so at a young age, I learned something really like planted into me, like um, like a seed, I, I guess you could say a seed, mm-hmm. and learned some things that, that I shouldn't even know at that young age. Mm-hmm. So going through school, um, I was always, again, shy, didn't have really that many friends at school and stuff like that. And so um, I would always go to people that gave me attention. 
And so my friends that I was there with, they always give me attention, but I only had a handful of people through high school and through um, elementary and stuff like that. I never really was able to talk to girls because I was so shy and mm-hmm. timid. And so um, when I did talk to a girl, I fell in love with her, mm-hmm. thought we were going to get married. I mean, head over heels and she broke my heart. Mm-hmm. So I told myself that I would never be hurt by a woman again. And so I started to date guys. So I turned complete, like complete 180 and went the other direction and didn't look back. Um, I was in college at the time and I came home because college wasn't working out for me. I was doing more partying than I was studying. Mm -hmm. And so I came back home and I knew my parents would never accept it because I've been in church and I knew what I've been taught and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I knew they wouldn't accept it. So I decided to move away. I uh, met some people online and I moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, I was there for maybe three or four months. My conversations with my parents started going from a week until nothing. And so I complete ties, cut ties with all of them. Mm So while I was there in Atlanta, I started getting into the drug scene, meth, methamphetamines. And what that did was it let, allowed me to meet other people. Mm-hmm. And so there was my, my, my need of wanting to be liked. And, and the devil knew what I liked. He knew what I needed because oh, yes, he does. my dad worked in the church all the time. And so he was, he was there, but he wasn't there. There, right. There. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom was the same way. She was a Sunday school teacher. So... I was searching for something to fill my the hole right. that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I found it. In my eyes, I found it. The devil gave it to me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it did. Right. And so I started selling meth, and that introduced me to some other people. And then I got involved into the gay adult film industry. Mm-hmm. And then that took a whole other aspect of my life. It just turned it into... A big, a big mess, and got me involved with some people I shouldn't have got involved with, and so I was going good for maybe three or four years, and and not getting in trouble, never been in trouble with law before, and then I got arrested. Ooh. And how old were you at this point, John? I was twenty-two, probably wow. twenty-two, twenty. Just a baby. Just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, I left home at nineteen. I think I was nineteen, and oh. just um, I told my parents I'm like. I'm moving. They're like, when? I'm like, this Saturday. And they're like, where did this come from? Right. So it was so, it was sudden, like, I'm doing this. I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. I need to live my life. So I'm up in Atlanta. I got arrested. And I didn't call nobody. Didn't care about nobody. Had my friends bail me out. Got out on um, drug court. Where you're supposed to go like um, three days a week. Something like that. And I never went back, never went back um, for two more years, still doing the same thing, drugs and getting um, further into it. At this point, I was shooting up meth. I started out smoking and then I started shooting it up um, because all my all the people that I was selling to were doing it. And I was like, oh, I'll never do it. I'll never do it. And I got caught up. Mm-hmm. In it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting arrested again more and more and more. And um at one point, um, the judge was sick and tired of hear, um, hearing from me because the judge from my first case was the same judge that I had 
again when I got arrested. And he's mm-hmm. like, I've been waiting for you. Uh. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, because mm-hmm. I was the only open case within his court for like two or three years. Oh, wow. And so he, he knew who I was and he wanted to get me. And so I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there and I'm, I'm like, God, what do I do? And so I haven't talked to my family nine years, wow. maybe nine, maybe nine years. Wow. And so I needed money on my books. I know it was selfish reason, but I needed some, I needed food, I needed something. So right, right. I'm like, but I know, I don't know my parents' phone number. I didn't know where they lived because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Right. But I knew my grandmother's number. Because I remember growing up, I would um, always get in trouble for calling her. <laughs> and my dad's like, I see her number on the list again. So he's like, you need to stop calling her. But I knew that number. And so it was, it was imprinted in me. So I called Collect and my, my grandmother answered. And she's like, I just got done praying that you would call. Wow. Because uh-huh. my grandma, my whole family's well, praying. There was, there was, it wasn't folks. a coincidence that you remember <laughs> No coinky-dink yes, there. There's no coincidence. No. Because I didn't remember anybody's number. So um, she called my parents and they set up a thing and I called them and it, there was a, like a family get together, I think maybe Thanksgiving or something. So I got to talk to the whole family and um, they came up the next weekend and saw me. I haven't seen them, like I said, eight, nine years. And it was awesome just mm-hmm. to see them and, and just, but the, the the problem with me is like, I was so disconnected with them. Like it is, it just so disconnected. Like I just cut them off. And then it's like, when I saw him, I was, I was happy to see him, but it was just like, it was nothing there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they went home and then I had a court date. And so they came back up for my court date because they just wanted to talk to the judge and the judge, he, they came up and the judge already went to the through the case and so they got there at the last minute and there's like we can we please talk to you and so they talked to the judge and said um is there any way we can get him to a facility and the judge is like i don't know if you can find one but um if you had these certain parameters if you could find one then you'll send we'll send him there so my dad started praying, of course, and he started calling around and no one really knew where to where to go because of the courts and it had to meet a certain criteria mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So my dad called this this one place, um, North Point and coming and um in Atlanta. And they didn't know anywhere, but they sent they sent my will. That's where Sam Collier is, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. North Point. Mm-hmm. Stanley's. Yeah. Um he um talked to one of his secretaries and she's like, I don't we don't have a program, but I know someone. And they got my dad connected to Free Chapel, mm-hmm. Jensen Franklin. Jensen. Jensen. Wow. I love the church. I love that He's guy. my pastor. I love yeah. him to death. He's awesome. I love that guy. Yeah. So yeah. they um they brought it back and by God's grace they allowed me to go there. And so they took me there and I, I got there and there was like all these houses, like it wasn't fenced in, it was nothing. I'm like, I don't think you took me to the right place. And the cop, they brought me in handcuffs. So the cop's like, I don't think I got the right place. So he got out and he made sure it was, it was the right place. And he's like, okay, I guess this is where you're going. Wow. So I went to um, No Longer Bound. It's in Cumming, Georgia. Uh-huh. And it's a place, all guys and it's faith-based. And so there's probably 40 or 50 guys living in maybe two or three houses and so you go to classes all day and you work and, and it's faith-based and um we went to church every wednesday and sunday to free chapel because maybe 30 45 minutes away and that first wednesday i was like this is what i've been missing yeah like i knew it you knew it. like i knew it and so i was like okay god 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go all in if you're all in. Yeah. And so I rededicated my life. And that's what that was the start of my program. <laughs> so 11 months later, because that's how long the program was. Mm-hmm. 11 months later. Um, it sounds like Teen Challenge. It does. To a certain extent. Yeah, it does. Yeah, except that you didn't go out and give your testimony at a bunch of different places. No, no, sir. No, sir. No, that's what Teen Challenge does. But the rest of it sounds the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, I think it's for grown men. I think Teen Challenge is more for the teens. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But um, at this place, like, I've learned that, that, that I am more than what the devil has told me. Mm -hmm. I learned who I was. I learned that I had self-worth. I knew the one how to forgive myself. And then the hardest, that was the hardest thing is to forgive myself. Like I, it was easy to forgive the person who done it to me because I haven't, I haven't seen them. And they, they were telling me that, that it takes the power. Like, like they're not thinking about it. They're, they're probably living their life and no one's, and I'm the one holding on to it and Mm -hmm. I'm the one giving it energy and energy. And they're like, it's for you. You have to do it for you. It's not for them. It's for you. Right. And I remember having to write letters to the to him oh. and asking for forgiveness for me being mad at him. Right. So it was it's it was really crazy, but I needed it. And I the remember truth will set you free. It will set you free. And I just remember not knowing who I was. And it was so so real to finally know who I was in God. Right. I mean, not not what what I made myself into because I was a mess, a hot mess. But who God says I am and how, how God sees me and how he loves me. And that even though, even in the situations where I was having sex with all those men, God was right there because he knew that I would be in that place turning back. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the questions we had asked him was, God, where were you? Where were you when I was doing all that stuff? And he was like, I was right there. Right there. Because mm-hmm. he, he knew that I would turn turn around one day. And he wanted me right there. So I went through the program and I decided to stay on as a SLT, which is like a student leadership role. And then after that, you become you begin to work there. So I was on the process. That's what I want to do. I wanted to help people just like me. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was in a bubble. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was in a bubble, big bubble. And I liked my bubble that was there. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm not out in the world. I'm in my bubble. Mm-hmm. But, um, so they're like, why don't you go home for two weeks? Go home for two weeks and um, then come back because I haven't been away for 11 months. And so I went home, saw my friends, didn't do anything bad. And then the last night, my friend, I drank and ended up smoking crack. Mm-hmm. Never smoked crack before in my life. But I smoked crack. And I knew what I did. And I was just heartbroken. Like I was, my I walked, got back to my house and we were going back to the, to the rehab or to the play no longer bound. So I knew what I had to do. And what they taught us that when you, when you fall, you got to get back up. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't hide it. Just admit it and let it go. Mm -hmm. And so I went back and the first day I was like, I need to talk to y'all. And they're like, Oh, you're back. And I'm like, I need to talk to y'all. And so I told them and, and it was heartbreaking because I knew what I did. And it was just a Stupid decision, mm-hmm. one decision that got me back. And they're like, well, you're going to go through the program again. So another 11 months. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And so I stayed for like two months and then I got antsy and I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. And the director, I remember to this day, the director, Scott said, 
why don't you go back in the woods and and journal and talk to God? And I told him I didn't want to talk to God because I knew what God would tell me. <laughs> and, and I didn't want to listen to that. I wanted, I wanted to be done with it. Mm-hmm. I went to the program. I did what I was supposed to do for the courts because they tried to give me 10 years to five. And if I didn't finish the program, they were going to give me 10 years. Ooh. Wow. Oh. So I finished the program. Right. I mean, I did what I had to do. A little motivation. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of motivation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, so I, I said I didn't want to talk to God. So they, they told me I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And within two hours, I was back in Atlanta. Hi. Wow. And so back in the same thing, selling drugs, selling drugs. And for a year. And then I got arrested again. Wow. And it's so crazy. Um, the police came to the house where I was at. And they're like, we have... Uh, a disturbance and so they took my license and they run I'm like yeah sure I don't have anything I don't have anything wrong and they ran my license and they said I had a, a warrant and I'm like well, what's going on and it's, it was something way back in the day and so come to find out that the police I heard them on the radio the police said no you're supposed to go to this address not that address like they went to the wrong address uh, and another coincidence it was God. I mean, yep. straight God. So they took me down there, and I, I still didn't know what I was being arrested for. And so I was like, I know this Judge Arrington is going to put me under the jail because that's what he told me. If I see you again, I'm going to put you under the jail. And I just knew it was done. I was done. I was going to prison, and I was getting out for a long, long time. So I got there, and I talked to my my um, my attorney, public defender. And I told her, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't pull myself out. I know that I'm doing wrong, but I can't physically pull myself away from Atlanta. All my friends are there. I didn't really know anybody here except for my family. Mm-hmm. So all my friends, all my connections were there. That's what God, that's what Satan had me right there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was scared to leave and, and didn't want to leave, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had to. I had, you had to, to change have, your surroundings if you want to change your circumstance. Yes, yes. So I told her, I was like, "Please help me." And so she went to the judge and she told him that I would pay the fines, whatever needed to be paid, and that we needed to help him. So the, the court brought me back in and they banished me from Georgia for three years, the whole state of Georgia. Wow. <laughs> he said wow. you had. Wow. <laughs> he said you had sixty days to get out. Because I was like, I'll get out next week. He's like, no, let's be reasonable. I'll give you 60 days to get out. And so I'm like, okay. And so so I went back out, got high, started selling drugs. I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to, get, I need to get some money together. I need to get oh, my stuff boy. together. So 60 days ran out. And it was the, uh, like the day before Christmas. And my friends, like, I know the friends that I had there were wrong. I did, but there's, there's sometimes people in your life, God puts them there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so these these friends took me by the hand, walked me to the bus station, <laughs> and walked me to the door of the bus. Wow. And waited for the bus to leave because they knew, they knew this is what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I got here in 2012, I think 2012, and um, no one knew I was coming. So I took a cab from Greyhound and I came over to my parents' house, showed up in a taxi, Christmas morning. Wow. <laughs> best thing ever. It was the best thing ever. Um, I weighed probably maybe 100 pounds. Oh wow. my goodness. 100 pounds. And um, missing all my teeth because during my 
my that's what methyl my meth yeah yeah um all my teeth were gone i um i had a tumor in my mouth because of the meth so that they took more teeth out so i was a mess i was missing my whole top teeth and so i was here and i was like oh god what am i doing here and and he's like just stay just you'll just be here so i'm here and Come January, not even like a couple of days, a couple of weeks later, I'm getting antsy. I'm getting antsy because I don't know nobody. I'm out of drugs already because I've already brought drugs with me. I'm already out. And so, so I'm like, God, this is going to be tough. So I kept seeing the Cordon Blue stuff come up on the, on the TV, all this stuff. And I was like, man, they have a lot of commercials. <laughs> and I was like, they're really like pushing this. <laughs> So That's the cooking school, right? Cooking the school, cooking yes, sir. School, yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I was like, growing up, I would love to cook with my mom. So I, I would always be in the kitchen with my mom. So I was like, oh, that would be nice. And so, but I was like, I can't afford it, can't do it. So I was like, I'll just brush it off. And then I started getting emails, crazy emails from them. And I was like, where is this coming from? <laughs> and I know, I know now it was God being like, here, like, like how hard do I have to hit you in the head? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so. I, I, ca- went, I call it a two by four upside the head. <laughs> that would have been a lot better probably. <laughs> so I went to the school and I told them like, look, I don't have the money to go here, but I want to go here. And they're like, okay, fill out this application. So one of the first things is, have you ever been convicted of a felony? <laughs> uh. And they had like five spaces available. And I was like, God, I want to lie so bad. I want to lie. How easy? They're not going to check. They're not going to check. And he's like, tell the truth. And so I did. And I started trying to write down all my things and I had to turn over the page. Wow. So because like, and I was like writing it all down. And I told the man, I was like, I don't know if all those are correct, but I know that I've been arrested those days, those days, those days and this for this. right. He's like, okay. So he went away. I'm like, oh, they're totally not going to, they're not going to have me. They're not going to have me. <laughs> and so he came back. He's like, are you okay? You've been accepted. Wow. I was like, what? And I was like, but I can't pay for it. He's like, because you were arrested, you got grants from the government. <laughs> <laughs> what the devil tried to kill me with, God uh, used it dink. for his glory. Yeah. Wow. It's so Damn. crazy. So crazy. So I got. That's how the father rolls, man. (laughs) It's not, you know, let me tell you something. God even gave me extra money from my grants because I got scholarships because I was on Florida residence and stuff like that. I got extra money that came back to me from a stipend, was able to get my teeth fixed. Oh, nice. So God gave me school. I mean, it was happening so quick. And I was like, God, this is awesome. So he gave me new teeth. And so. Just my my whole uh, my what I felt about myself and stuff like that went up. My self esteem went up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can do this. I can smile and look at people in the face. Like when I didn't have no teeth, I always looked down or I would cover my mouth mm-hmm. and and never would talk to people. And I always always grew up knowing that when you talk to someone, you talk to them in the face because right. they trust you and right. they're not trying to hide anything. So I was able to smile at people again. I was able to like talk to them and and just be myself and like because i haven't been myself for a long time i like when it when my teeth went i kind of closed in so when i got my teeth back god's like okay i'm restoring you yeah. right back so i went through the course and graduated 4.0 
Wow. And the chorus. Oh, fantastic. God, lead the glory. <laughs> yeah. And so I got back, I got into, um, back into the workforce, but I was still longing for something. And I'm like, I remember talking to my mom. I was like, mom, like, I want to, I want to, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to be gay. I don't, I know it's wrong, but why do I have these feelings? Why can't I, why can't I get it out of my mind? Why does it keep coming at me, coming at me, coming at me? And I was like, no woman will ever take me. Like, I might per, I might be have the greatest personality, but when I tell them that, what I've done, it's it's gonna be the end. No one will love me. And my mom's like, you just gotta trust God. We gotta trust him, but you're also made an agreement with the devil. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. And that's what the thing at the um, No Longer Bound is we broke vows and we broke this and we broke that and, and we took things back and stuff like that. So, but I was still in that mindset of I was gay. Like I still had that mindset. And, and even at the place, I was like, that's who, that's just who I am. I mean, I've been doing it for so long. That's who I am. 13 years mm-hmm. doing it. So that's, that's all I've known. And so, but I was like, but I want something different. And she's like, you just gotta trust God. And so I was just so downhearted and I was, cause the devil would come at me in dreams. He would come at me every, mm-hmm. every chance he get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would tell God, why, 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 why? And he would just, he would be silent with me and he would just, just be silent. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I started going to church again and I, and um, I was like, okay, God, I, I said it once, I'm going to say it again, I'm going to go all in, but you got to go all in because I can, if I'm going to put all of me and give you all and I'm not going to do this anymore, then I need you to be all in on me. Mm-hmm. And He's so, probably saying, well, I've been all in the whole time. <laughs> Where are you been? <laughs> he was waiting on nice me. Nice of you to I, catch up. I've had, that, I've had that conversation. I, there was a sermon on that a couple weeks ago. You've been waiting on me. That's right. <laughs> a long time. He's waiting on me. So I was like, the church that I was going to, um, there was no no um, single adult ministry. I'm like, I need to go to a single adult ministry. So I started going to Church in the Sun because they had a big um singles ministry mm-hmm. and so i was like ah, i don't know how am i gonna meet people i'm still kind of shy and stuff like that and so i'm like how am i gonna meet people and god's just like just go start doing stuff serving start serving so i joined the choir and um started helping with a with a ministry called new beginnings mm-hmm. it's a drug ministry. oh yeah very familiar with that very. jenny biggs love oh, her yeah. love yeah. her and so i started serving and serving and serving and um, still just too shy, too shy. I haven't talked to ladies in a long time. And I was like, I don't know how to get back in the swing of things. <laughs> <laughs> so so I would just be in groups with people and stuff like that. And then one day- um, Did one you of, buy some rap albums? The rap albums? No. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> what am I going to well, do? I was just wondering, you know, to get a swagger on somewhere, maybe bought a Jay Z album or something. I don't know. I'll be quiet now. So I was, I was um, in the choir, and one of the girls, we did a lot of uh, outreaches and stuff like that. So one of the girls was like, um, "Hey, me and three other people are going to go out, and we're going to." We're gonna go witness at a mobile home and tell them about our church and stuff like that. Well, okay, I'll go. Why not? So the um, the two people were in the front and I was in the back with a girl. And so they're like, okay, we're gonna pair up. And it was a guy and a girl in the front seat and me and a, and a girl in the back. So I'm like, okay, it's gonna be me and you. Me and you gonna do this mm-hmm. to the girl. And so 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 we went and started knocking on doors 
and talking and no small talk and stuff like that and and we got to this one one house and the lady came out lady and man both came out and I was like, hey, come to church in the sun. Oh my God, God loves you so much. And and went through my whole spiel and they're like, um, no habla inglés. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. I was like, I just spent five minutes talking to her and I, and I grabbed her because um, she's from Brazil and I know she spoke Spanish uh-huh. and Portuguese. So I grabbed her, I was like, I need your help. <laughs> and so she stepped up and, and at that moment, I promise you, the sun was behind her head and it was like this glow oh, around her. Gl- oh, the glow there. <laughs> the glow. And her hair was matted to the side of her face because she was sweating. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, this is the first time we've even like been like mm-hmm. in this, like together and talking. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this girl. And I'm like, Jonathan, you're crazy. There's, there's <laughs> like, you need to slow down. Like don't jump in, don't jump in right now, and so <laughs> yeah, don't 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 give yourself any hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, at the end of the day, uh, I forgot when it was. It was a couple, of, maybe that next Sunday, because I think it was a Saturday. That Sunday, I was like, "Hey, do you mind? You want to go out to lunch?" And she's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, lunch? Yes. <laughs> For all you single people out there, that's like one of the perfect dates is lunch or coffee. So take the pointers here. <laughs> and so she, I'm a listener. And so I listen, even though I might not be in your group over here, I still listen. I'm aware of my surroundings. And so she would be in her group. I would always listen to her and other people and see what she likes and what she talks about. Mm-hmm. So I knew she liked hash browns. And so I'm like, well, I know one good place. Waffle House. <laughs> Got it. Oh my That's my goodness. girl over there. I represent <laughs> Waffle House. Yes. That's our corporate headquarters. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, just follow me. Just follow me in your car. And all the way over there, I'm like praying. I'm like, gosh. Please don't let her think I'm cheap. <laughs> Please don't think I'm crazy. Or this is going to be like, why is he taking me to Waffle House? So I pulled in and I, I get out of the car and I, she's like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite place. <laughs> and I was like, she inexpensive. I love her. <laughs> so That's we awesome. went in and Nothing we Nothing cheap about you. So no, just, not at just all. Just less expensive. Less expensive. <laughs> so we went inside and... I just opened up and shared with her. I, I told her about my testimony, not all of it, but I told her about the drugs and me being arrested and stuff like that. And she told me a little bit about her testimony. And at the end of the day, we were about to say bye. And I was like, but I, there's another part to my testimony that I, if you want to hear it, you got to go with me on another date. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to get that second date. <laughs> and if she got through the drugs and the Brother, court, you had game. You didn't even know it. <laughs> it was God. It's totally oh, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was a setup from the beginning. He's the author of yes. game. Yes. So I was like, you got to go with me on second date. And she said yes. I was like, wow. I was like, she goes through the drugs and the court and she still wants to go on a second date. Either she's very intrigued. And she's an inquisitive woman and she wants to know what's going on or she likes me. Yeah. I was just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking out inside. <laughs> so I set up a next day for the next Friday. And so we went to um, the paint night and we painted because I like the paint. And so, and I know she likes to paint too. She tried, she's a good artist. She's a good artist. <laughs> so we had dinner afterwards and then I just told her, I told her, about 
the adult film industry. I told her about being gay and all this other stuff. And she's just looking at me and, and, and tell her what she said. Well, uh, the thing is that between the first date and the second date, whenever he told me there's part two, I was already freaking out with part one because <laughs> I've never even seen drugs in my life. So I have no clue of all that he was speaking. It was like Greek to me. I was like, okay, like math. What is that? Math for me is like, I don't, I have no idea. So it was just too much for me to handle. I'm glad he divided. <laughs> But I went home and when I got home and prayed, um, I was actually kind of questioning God because I was waiting on the Lord. Um, I saved myself for marriage. And I was like, God, why would you even allow this guy to get close to me? I don't, this is not what I'm looking for. You know what I've been waiting on and stuff like that. And God just started ministering to me and saying that um, because I would go evangelize every Saturday and I was like so you're telling me that my blood is not enough to cover his sins Ooh. wow Ooh. just like because Ouch. you've never done yeah. that does that mean he cannot be pure like my blood is what makes you pure it's not you saving for marriage that makes you pure it's my blood and I even tell Jonathan that um, I feel like I really learned Christianity through his life because I felt like I was so judgmental and always thinking what I do is what I deserve like or I deserve a blessing because I'm doing right mm -hmm. and it's nothing like that. So I really learned a lot with him. So this whole week till the second date. I started praying. I was like, God, I was already scared on the first date. I don't want to be super scared on the second one. So I was like, God, if you really want me to see this guy again, I want you to tell me the second part before he tells me because I don't want to freak out. And God told me. Wow. Wow. And when God told me, I started I was just like, why would you even do that? Not only the drugs, now you come with this. And I was just like, God, I mean, if you told me like he killed a hundred people, that's okay. And I was like, so you would prefer that a hundred people went to hell? <laughs> then, then just believing that my blood can just like erase all this sin. And I was, and then I started seeing all the selfishness I had, and I was like, "Well, that's actually true." I mean, it is a, I mean, especially nowadays that people are accepting this so much, and we know that it's a sin because the Bible is clear on that. So I was just like, "Well, that's actually true." And it was funny because I said, "Well, God, then I need my mom to um, accept this." So right after that, my mom calls me and she's like, oh, we were evangelizing because my mom evangelizes in Brazil. So she said, we were evangelizing and there, were th there was this lady, she was dressed like a man. And then we were evangelizing. Next week, she came to church dressed like a woman. And then she said, I just felt like that was not who I was. God revealed it to me. And now I'm like... I know I'm a woman because she was a lesbian. And then she said she went to church and my mom was rejoicing with that. I was like, great mom, I have something to tell you. <laughs> so. so I think that would be confirmation that he was your chosen one. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And even um, when we met in the choir, I actually joined the choir because God told me to. 
I was always shy. I did not want to be um, over there in front of everybody, but God told me to. And then that's when we met. And we would see each other, but just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But God was already with revealing to me that he was my husband. And I was not asking God if he was my husband. I liked somebody else at the time. I was like, why are you telling me that? This is not, What are you talking about? But the funniest part is that we met in July. But back in January, before I even met him, God gave me a dream about a guy with tattoos and I even saw his car parked at church and one of our friends was introducing me to him and said oh this is poison and I was like poison why would you introduce me to a guy named poison <laughs> and then she said that's just his testimony so this is part of the dream God gave me even before I met him. So after I met him and everything started happening, God brought me back to that dream. And then I remembered the car. I remember everything. And I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> that's him. Wow. So when he told me um, on the second day, when he told me his testimony and everything, I was just like, well, God told me that before. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, God told me. I prayed about it during this week, and God told me about it. And then I even told him about asking God. I wish he had killed 100 people. <laughs> and, I mean, he, of course, he agreed with me that just being clean from your sins, it's just way better than killing a bunch of people. I was too selfish to think that. Yeah, but the testimony that he went through, the perseverance and stuff like that, you probably couldn't ask for a better Exactly. I actually, I told him later on, I don't know if we were already married or just dating. Um, I remember telling him that it, it was a selfish comment, but I still agree with that. <laughs> that if he had to go through everything he went through to be the amazing husband he's today, I'm happy he went Aww. through all that. Because seriously, I cannot have a better husband. I just love how humble he is and how he fears the Lord and how he always teach me about just being a better Christian every day. I just love it. Amen. Wow. Praise. What That's an amazing so little mini testimony, man. Oh, yeah. Praise Father. I know it. <laughs> and then awesome. uh, he used John's uh, life story to change th some things in you. Yeah, definitely. A lot <laughs> like of you things. Said, you, you know, we don't realize how judgmental we become, and it's just kind of a natural reaction mm -hmm. to things. Yeah. You know, I've been called out a few times. <laughs> Not by anybody in here. <laughs> well, and just for all the single ladies... Do not choose your husband. God knows better. That's Absolutely. Right. I spent, I was single, waiting on the Lord for seven years. For seven years, I was picking the guy and praying, God, confirm if this is my husband. God, and he would never confirm. And I would still <laughs> just be there investing my time in prayers for nothing. And when I didn't even ask, God revealed so much. And I mean, it's just, it was just totally different from, I think, what most single women think. So I do encourage you all to just, just let God decide for you. He knows better. The Amen weight, to that. The wait was well worth it, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, very well worth <laughs> And also being up front with people, um, I remember telling God, why do I tell her everything? Oh. And, and he's like, honesty. Honesty. Transparency. Transparency. So mm -hmm. on the second date, she knew there is there is no part of my life that she does not know. Right. Because God was like, you had to tell her everything. 
And so, because the devil would, I know, I know him. Yes. Like I know his game. Yes. He would come up here, bring something up, and she's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" Mm-hmm. Because yes. she's very sensitive. Yeah. And so she's like, "Why wouldn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me?" And God's like, "You need to tell her now." So if she wants to get out, she can get out. Yeah. And so that's why I told her. And I was like, because one, I didn't want to hurt her. Like people, people my friends are like, just wait a couple months, see if it's working <laughs> out. But I was like, what if I, I'm invested. Like I, I, I love this girl and she likes me, and loves me. And, and then I hurt her, I throw this on her and then she feels like I'm hiding something from her. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned that from that, from the No Longer Bound is that all honesty. Honesty, 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 always. Mm-hmm. And so I just was being honest with her as much as I didn't want to tell her everything, but honesty. And we don't, there's nothing that we have not talked about. I mean, nothing. And so there's no, the devil really can't come with me with that. And Amen so, to that. You closed all those, closed him right off. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Good. Oh my gosh. You guys are just such a joy to listen to. Really? You really are. Your story is amazing. Yeah, it really is. And, and your I'm story together. I know. Wow. I mean, I'm just, I'm Me so too. touched by all of it. You know, there's so many layers in your story too. You know, like I, I feel like I have all these questions, but then it's just like, I'm just in awe of everything that God has done. Well, one thing is, he could never question the presence of the Lord in his life. And in one with the cooking school and the teeth yeah. and the money and yeah. the record and the grants. Mm-hmm. And then with all the little with his details. wife, I know. you know, and the whole time he's going, that can't happen for me, <laughs> you know? And, and I get it. That's human nature. You know, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His yeah. ways are not our ways. And I'd be lying to you if I sat here and said that I don't think, that way on a daily basis and I have to check myself at the door yeah. that you know we serve the creator of the universe you yeah. know and uh, it's hard to get that through our noggin it is that that's who we're talking to yeah. and uh, he can he can certainly make it happen and you know Silvana, I was really touched by what you were saying uh, you know when you were having this kind of dispute with God like you know like what are you doing here you know exactly <laughs> like you know what are you bringing into my life my life is good and you know this is not what I'm looking right, for right <laughs> you know because we all think that we all think that we know what's right for mm-hmm. us exactly and God has the bigger picture and he knows what we need yes and it's just you know it doesn't matter how close you are to God we all have something to learn you know even though you're so devoted and you're so you know your life that's been your life you know you still had lessons that he was still working with you on yes and you know it's just it's always like that isn't it it is and one other thing um that god told me i i i have to say the whole week i've never heard god speak to me so much (laughs) i literally felt like he was right sitting right beside me and talking to me wow because he knew it was something (laughs) difficult for me to deal with so um one of the things that because i was asking him but why but why me Mm -hmm. and and god told me what if i told you that the woman you are today everything you went through all that i'm saving you from it's because I want you to be the wife that he needs to have. Mm-hmm. So it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about him. Mm-hmm. You are the wife. You're the helper. And for me, with all the selfishness I had, <laughs> it was very difficult to hear. But 
everything made sense mm -hmm. and then that song just came to my mind my life is not my own to you I belong I give myself to you mm -hmm. and God brought that to my heart just like you gave your life to me I'm using you mm -hmm. to be the wife that I need him to have mm -hmm. and I mean I felt just overwhelmed with all the information but mm -hmm. it was so much peace right that I could not doubt it right ever and then you have your reward in such a wonderful husband yes, yes. and actually after we were married um, one day we were mentioning about his testimony and everything um, and I always thank him for surrendering because I told him if he hadn't surrendered I would probably be still single and lonely mm -hmm. <laughs> or with the wrong person right. so <laughs> right. I'm just happy that he surrendered what a great way to look at that I yeah know. Know. And, and then once he told me well my testimony is not complete yet and I was like why not he's like we need kids yeah. and, <laughs> and then in February 2016 he asked me because um, I was taking contraceptive pills so he asked me to stop so in March I got pregnant and now we have a seven month old baby oh, oh, nice. Yay. Yes. Yeah. that's exciting yeah. so God is God is good and I and I remember um, asking still that question because um, why do I still have these dreams because the devil still comes at me mm -hmm. why do I why does he keep hitting me hitting me and why do I struggle like that? And God told me that that if you didn't struggle, if I just took it away from you, how easy would that be? Mm -hmm. But I have to go through what I have to so I can be there for someone else. That's right. And tell them, look at me, look at me, because not all, not everybody in a church can can relate. Right. They're like, um, I know my one of my friends. He he said that he's like, I try to talk to people, and they're like, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I can, I feel for you. But God has put me in a place where I can be like I know who I know where you've been. Mm -hmm. I know what you're going Absolutely. through. Absolutely, the That's devil right. is a liar, and he will keep on you, keep on you, keep on you. But you have to stay strong. Mm -hmm. And then that's what God keeps telling me is like you still have to go through it. You still are going to have to struggle with the with the mind games that the devil puts in your mind. Mm -hmm. But but I know who I am. Like I know who I know who I am now, and and I'm grateful that God is allows me to go through it because I get stronger and stronger every time I go through it. And John, don't you find that's where most of the battle is? It's always in the head. In the mind. Yeah, it's always in the mind. And with those struggles, he'll always have need to draw close to the Father. Right. You know, if we didn't struggle, you know, we'd be like, we need hey, you know, Father, I'll well, honey, check you later. That um, that Bible study that we're doing, the Think Differently, mm -hmm. what's the name of uh, the pastor again? Is it MacArthur? Is it John MacArthur? Uh. McDonald, right? Yeah, James McDonald. James McDonald. Walk in the Word. Right, Walk in the Word. He he tells us, you know, that we're fighting these battles in our mind, and we don't realize that we have these weapons, you know, and of course the weapons are, you know, the Word of God mm -hmm. and, you know, sort of the Spirit, etc. And it's like that's what we use to fight these battles with, how we combat these things. It's the only thing that works to combat these things you know so you have you've been equipped you have what you need but you just will have to keep you know fighting your battle yeah. and the thing is is that I think it's so cool because 
we're in a world and a time where lots of people need to be ministered to and they need mm-hmm. to they need people that they can relate to they need to see what it looks like you know and and you can reach a lot of people that you know that person you were talking about in the church they would never be able to reach right you know so it's like you have such an amazing testimony you know we always my husband always says, you know, guard that testimony, you know, it's you important. And I just want to say, my friend, he's getting married. The guy I was talking Aww, about. That's awesome. To a beautiful oh, girl from our awesome. church. So God is good. Yeah. God is good. God is very good. So Maybe you just Amen. might uh, pass along the uh, potential testimony. Yes. Amen. 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 That's what we'll give about. you some cards. <laughs> you never know when you might get the nudge. Amen. We might have to have your wife come back and tell the A to Z. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing I also remember I mentioned to him in the very beginning when he was pursuing me, you know, when a guy's super in love and he's pursuing, that's kind of scary, but it feels awesome. (laughs) So, and then one day I asked him, I was like, okay, but can you never tell that to anyone? And he looked at me so devastated and he said, I'm sorry. He was super in love, but he was like, I'm sorry. I did not go through all that just to shut up. Mm -hmm. Good for you. And I was like, ouch, I'm so stupid. Uh, <laughs> we were, we were that taping. That was a test, I think. Uh, that was, was a test. You passed, buddy, flying mm-hmm. colors. Well, yes. we were taping uh, my testimony to my old church. And um, it was right before they, they put me on camera. And she she told I me that. She's like, you don't have to tell everybody everything. And I had, I, I do you remember what I told you? And I was like, I rebuke you. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> because he would, up to that point, he was hammering me. Mm-hmm. Hammer. He's like, what? People gonna think stuff. People gonna think stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I still don't care. hate that, right. John. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like I was just thinking about that today. You know, like uh, I don't know if you listened to my testimony, but um, I still fight with that. Like, you know, like w- the what if people find out? You know, what if they know? You know, we got to keep it a secret. Yeah. We got to keep it quiet. But had you not told your story, then Sarah wouldn't have been prompted to come on and tell hers. Right. I know, and probably yeah, so. in some healing that she needs. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, that's like, that's what you're always fighting against, that battle in the mind, you yes. know? Battlefield. But deep inside, that was, I mean, at least for me, that was very selfish. My leader at the time, she asked me, why why don't you want him to share to everybody? And I was like, well, what are they going to think? And she's like, what are they going to think about him or about you? Mm-hmm. 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 And I was like, yeah. Again, I'm in the uh-huh. selfish mold. <laughs> it's hard, so, you to know. To God the glory. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's hard. You know, it's just we. At the end of the day, we are human beings, and we do have human emotions. You know, but we're we're creatures in Christ, and we have to overcome those things, and we have to overcome those ways of thinking, and and rise above to what Christ has called us to be. You know, and remember who we are in Him. Because he's who we get our identity from. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So proud of you guys. Oh my gosh. I know, right? <laughs> to God be the glory. <laughs> so <laughs> <you're laughs> to talk to y'all. So wow. awesome. What a testimony. Yeah. Man. That was session 126. 126. Does that number mean anything to you, John? 126. 126. 
I always ask because sometimes it's, it, has. it corresponds with a, a testimony or a, something that happened in the in the life of the guest or maybe the number combined. Well, you never, maybe it'll come up. Your birthday is 12th of June. Oh, yeah, 12, 6 is my birthday. Oh, June 12th is my birthday. It's a little. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. 12. There you go. <laughs> so it's there. June 12th, you just had a birthday then. Uh-huh. 37. Wow. Happy yeah. belated. Happy <laughs> belated. Thank you. Thank you. That's fantastic. Oh, wow. Well, so nice to meet you guys. Thank you. Thank for you. It's an absolute Thank you pleasure. for contacting us and yes. coming. And, Thank you, Soraya. And yeah, give her a big fat hug when you see her. <laughs> she Just needs a big old bear hug from all of us. <laughs> and uh, we're going to make sure you guys leave with some T-shirts. And Mikey's sporting one right there. Yes. Jesus Amen. T-shirts. <laughs> wow. I want to thank everyone that's on Mixler right now. We have had a good group on tonight. And man, you dialed into a good one. Oh, they you did. have to agree. And uh, I see uh, about 10 or 12 people. I, I can't uh, see your name, but I know you're there. And I thank you. And uh, I see you, Craig. I know you're there as well. God bless you, man. We're praying for you. Yeah, Craig. And uh, we thank you for the supporting us and if you get in contact with us if you have a testimony and you can't come to the studio you can write in we'd gladly read it we'd love for you to come but drop us a line at godstoriesradio at gmail.com and we can always do a call in and we can always do a call in we're going to be uh, um, thanks to one of our supporters we're going to be ordering some new equipment and hope to have it next week and we're going to be able to do uh, a call ins and or double call-ins and yeah make cheeseburgers and <laughs> it's just right. gonna be cool man <laughs> per coffee i don't know what else it does but it's pre- pretty cool bar- broadcast console so i'm really looking forward to the new the new console so well that about wraps it up for session 126 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless god bless i give myself away so you can use me I give myself away I give myself away So you can Come on, let him know I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. What would happen if a generation embraced this? Come on, tell me. Here I am. Here I am. Here I stand.
Come on, tell him one more time. 